You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Let me there. From leading me there, the Real Estate Investment Association, that's when I found out about wholesaling. It was like, what? Like, okay. No money. Wait, wait, no money, no credit. Wait, they, yeah, I ain't got no credit. I ain't only got no money. So I'm going to just do this wholesaling thing. Bro. I can do $5,000. So, right. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? We love equity real estate listeners. How are you guys doing today? Man, today is a very, very interesting day. It's an exciting day. For one, just to give you guys a little bit of background, what's going on in my life right now real quick is we got multiple deals flowing. I got a podcast going right now with a very good buddy that we've been connected through bigger pockets for for some time, but this is our first time really having that real interaction. So I'm interested in some things that he's doing and we're going to really chop it up on today. So I'm excited about what's going on in my life. You should be excited about what's going on in your life, but I want to add some things to you on today. So today we have Nasser here from Charlotte. He's a wholesaler, fixing flipper, doing rentals, flipping land, doing all kind of stuff, you know. So we're going to kind of be all over the board on today because we really want you to understand what area you want to move into and what niche you should really be in. So Nasser, man, welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, what's going on, guys? Um, thank you for having me. Some of you know me, some of you don't. Nasser, aka the real estate guru, not a guru, I'm a guru because I actually do this business. There you go. So he's actually doing the business. You're based out of Charlotte, correct? Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, yes. Okay, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, guys. So he's he's doing, like you said, wholesaling, fixing flips, things like that. So Nasser, how did you get started, man? Give us the backstory before pre-real estate, before you got into real estate. What was you doing? Let the people get familiar with you, get connected with you. So give us that backstory real quick. Backstory was, man, I was uh, about, this had to be in 2002 or three, man. I was 19 years old, man. So I, I, I remember me being 19. So I was 19, overheard my father talking to his boy, about the guy next door bought a house. The guy next door sold the house to an investor for 150. Investor put 20 into it and sold it for 270. Here I am. I'm I'm 19 years old. I don't I you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know jack about real estate. So of okay. course 
me being 19, I asked, you know, I mean, somebody who didn't do real estate about real estate, which is my father. I'm like, yo, so how I get in real estate? Because at that moment, I'm in the back seat. I'm calculating. Right. The, the numbers number. sound real right. The numbers sound right. I'm like, bro, you know, now, you know, fast forward, you know, you got money cars, closing costs, you got a realtor fees, whatever. But, you know, yeah. I still a good payday. So I, but I'm like, wait, 100000 one house. I said, man, I just need to do one house a year. Yep, so, yep. <laughs> so it, 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 and I'm good. So my father was like, listen, go talk to a friend of mine. He fixed his credit. So here it is. I'm 19. So it's not that my credit was bad. I didn't have any credit. Gotcha. Okay. So went to talk to his friend. He told me exactly what to do to get credit. And by 22, I, I was in the 700s, right? Like I'm in the 700 credit score. And by credit balling, you you good. (laughs) Credit balling, but unfortunately, man, good credit and income are two totally different things. Yep, yep. So by 24, I bought my first house in New Jersey. It's back when I was in Jersey. And yeah, man, that's that was my introduction, man. We end up losing a seven thousand a piece on that particular property. We did everything wrong, though. You know, okay. So 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 let's kind of go back real quick, Nasser. How did you guys find that deal? Did you partner up with your, with your dad? Did you partner up with someone? Who did you partner up with and how did you find it? I found a partner with my boy. Okay. So partner with my boy and he had some cash. I had some cash. So, and if you guys think it, well, how, how did you guys get money for a house in New Jersey? Well, at the time we talk old seven. This is when they was doing stated income loans, also called no doc loans, uh, ninja loans, right? Right. Because, yeah. Okay. So for those who weren't around then, basically the loan officer told you what you made and nothing had to be proved. There you go. There you go. So it's basically you 22, you walk in there, you can say, Hey, I make 400 grand and they like, okay, sounds good. That's it. <laughs> okay. So you guys, so you approved, got this loan or whatever. Where did you find a property? Was it just off the MLS or? Man, off the off the MLS, bro. We ain't know no better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, off the MLS with a realtor. We we swear we, you know what I'm saying? We we doing something right. Cause cause all right, according to the TV shows, man, all you had to do was buy an ugly house, fix it up, and you make a bunch of money. Yeah. According yep. to the TV show. According to the TV. Yeah, man. So that's what we thought, man. Like, yo, we're gonna, you know. Buy some buy some ugly houses and um, fix them up. Yell at some contractors, and we make a bunch of money. Okay, so evidently that did it didn't work out that way. So what was what was some of the problems that you ran into? Man, that contractor took advantage of us. Man, he took his he could have done his worst. He could have ran off with the money because we ain't know no better. He, he, so he just took his time with the job because he was ahead of the job. So the people who are not in real estate or haven't done a fix and flip yet. When I had the job, meaning that the contractor did two thousand worth of work, but he got ten grand. Right, right, okay. So in his mind, he like, yo, when I'm, I got ten grand and I did two thousand work, why, I'm, why am I rushing to get this done? Right, he 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 working at his own pace now. That's uh, yeah. So guys, you got to make sure you have the work equal to amount of money that you pay out. So don't pay, don't pay heavy forward like Nasir did. Don't make the mistake like Nasser did, I'm sorry, and do that. So make sure that the amount of work that he do is the amount of money that you pay and actually have him to do the work 
some of it up front. That way they behind on a job because then that way that's going to give them motivation to get in there and get your project done. Absolutely. It don't, it don't cause nothing for demo. So if they got to go in there and do demo, say, Hey, look, you got your guys. Y'all go do demo. When demo's done, I'll pay you, you know, for demo, you know? So yeah, you want to have those conversations up front as far as money. Okay. So that's, that's good. That's good right there. And one of the things that we do, because I made some of the similar mistakes when we got started, now we use a Gantt chart. So we, once, once we doing that interview with that, with that contractor, we like, look, here's the scope of work. Here's our chart. Week one, this should be done. Week two, this should be done. So on and so forth. And then if you hit those benchmarks, boom, you get paid. And if you exceed those benchmarks, we're going to give you a little bonus because we're going to have a bonus baked in there. The way That way, we make sure everything is done in advance. Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're behind on this project. What else happened, man? Because how did, how did you guys lose 14K? So we put, I right, we paid attention to no comps. The comps said that the house was going to be worth 220 Now, mind you, I don't know none of my real estate. Okay. I don't know none of my real estate. And we talking to people who tell us what we want to hear. Gotcha, gotcha. All okay. right. So we talking to, if the realtor trying to tell us reality, we just not going to go in. Mm-hmm. Okay. If a realtor going to blow smoke up, I, you know what I'm saying? Like we, right, right, right. We, we like that. You know what I'm right, because so, you, you like, well, we can make more money. And they looking like, well, I just want to get this listed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the couch is 220. Man, we started at 290. <laughs> why, why did we start at 290? Yeah, because why? our house was nicer than everybody else's. 70K nicer, huh? Seventy thousand dollars, nice and everybody has, bro. You can't get this. You know, you know what we did is, man, we we painted all the rooms different colors, and you know, man, <laughs> man, yeah, bro, it's terrible, bro. So, so big mistakes, big mistakes. So big, big mistakes, dog. So, I, right. I'm from I'm from New Jersey, born and raised. Yep. For those who are from the northern state tri-state area. If you're not familiar with the tri-state area, tri-state area is New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Yep. All right. There was a uh, brokerage called Foxton. Okay. okay. And for, it, it was big up north. It was big up north. I don't think they was not a national company. It's called Foxton. They put, they had this business model, whereas they put had their agents on a 40000 base salary. Oh, wow. Everybody got a mini, a mini Cooper. Wow. Okay. Every agent had a green Mini Cooper. And they list your house for, it was either 2% or 2.5%. Okay. Right? You get the list for 2%, 2.5%. So, I, I assume maybe I was working for them when the market was booming. And I didn't pay attention to what the economy and the market was doing, but at that time, but I assumed it worked for them. Okay. So you pay all your agents 40K. All right. Everybody gets the Mini Cooper. Everybody gets a green Mini Cooper. All right. So. So they had a, they had probably about an $80,000 loss before an agent even closed a the deal. There you go. So you didn't. <laughs> so of course, 
they had they went out of business while they had a house listed because the market went from bad when I say bad meaning flat to mm -hmm. worse. We are 07. This ain't this ain't the biggest. We ain't get to I ain't right. get to, all right. So there we go. To wait when everything just started to collapse. Yep. They started to collapse. All right. So they so Foxton went under right, and they were big up north. So they went under. And one and two mortgage firms just started to close. You know what I mean? Just started to close. Mm -hmm. Nothing like when 08, when it was like, you know what I mean? Everybody had problems. Right. So we end up getting a agent. I, I went to high school with the guy. And I, I mean, it's wood under the bridge now. But, you know, he's, I mean, just not necessarily a good, honest person. But anyway. Gotcha. We was like, yo, what's going on? We try because his firm bought Foxton. the listings from Foxton okay. out of the, I want to say, bankruptcy court. Gotcha. So they got the listings from Foxton. So the Foxton got the listings. Uh, I'm sorry, this new Century 21 and this brokerage and this particular agent where he was like, yo, look, man, the reason why your, your stuff ain't selling, you got to do a bonus. All right. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. I said, all right, so we already paying dude real estate commission. You got to do a bonus. Right. I said, yo, what kind of bonus? We just trying to get it done. You know what I mean? Because we had like six, seven, eight months. We're we like, yo, we just trying to get it done. We went through like um, two firms already. So the first firm, which a realtor that was a friend, I didn't know anything about real estate. That didn't work. Then we went to Foxen. Foxen mm -hmm. went under. Then we went to this. So this guy, by not no choice, he just took it. Right. So I think I want to say we paid out like an eighteen thousand dollar bonus. Wow. So that's basically our profit. Yeah, yeah. On top of his commission. On, or top, that of commission. Wow. On top of his commission. Okay. And seriously, the house sold like the next day. <laughs> so you guys took a real loss, and and it's because of the lack of education, for one. Lack of education, basically, since. We ain't know they 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 basically took advantage of us. Took advantage, so, right? Took advantage, like contractor. Oh, y'all don't know nothing. Took advantage, y'all took advantage. Everybody just everybody just took advantage of us because we ain't know. Yeah, that's a that's a bad situation right there. Real bad situation. So, how did you guys? How did you rebound from that? Because most people on that first deal, you know, it's either I'm trying to break even or I'm trying to make a little profit. But going into the hole like that. I mean, what was your where was your mindset at at that time? Man, first of all, let me tell you, say this to you, uh, Marcus, bro. Listen, dog, I was I was defeated. I was hurt, but I was young, so I was too stupid to quit. Okay, okay, good, because good. I, yeah, I was young, so I was too stupid to quit. I knew real estate work. Remember the hundred thousand dollars story? I wasn't really, I wasn't willing to give up yet. Right. I, I I just figured like we did anything wrong, so I. Because you had experienced investors telling us, like, yo, man, bruh, this is a single family house in the hood. You got to do a two or three family. He said, yo, somebody who looking at this house and want to move here, they're going to have some, they're going to come with some hood credit. Yeah. He's like, yo, I don't do, he's like, yo, I don't, do, I, when I flip in this side of town, I do two or three families because I can sell to an investor. To an investor. Yep. All right, so 
we, I mean, we did that. We, we were just learning lessons. So I knew we did things wrong. So it was like, I right, whatever. I'm like, okay, so cool. I wanted to, I wanted to make, we were going to make a bunch of money. I was going to go get the Bentley GT. I don't know if you remember the Bentley GT back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, I was, I was going to be living at my father's house, you know, part of the Bentley G GT, you know, middle of the hood, you know, I'm the man. So anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. You got some stories there. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So, <laughs> so anyway, man, I'm up here. It was just like that. I was just sad, man. Like, I ain't no Billy GT. At right. Got, at least we got out of it. So I ended up moving to Charlotte probably two weeks later after selling that house, right? So, and, you know, I, I had my college degree, graduated from Kane University. And my thing was this. I had went, you know, like when Charlotte went to um, go get a, I got a job making $10 in the call center. And yeah, man, but after I sold that house, that's when the market went from bad to worse. And then once it, once it hit worse, it got worse, sir. Worse ain't even the word, but they right, got worse. Right. If you was around, you know what I'm talking about. It just yeah. got, yeah, it just kept getting worse, worse and worse and worse. And we're sure, you know, I made, I made that word up, but yeah, like it's just, it was crazy because the banks, bigger banks, like the A-class banks started to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Saying like, yo, we closing our doors. We, 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 we done. So, you know, and, but I was able, hey, it was behind me. Well, I mean, it was really a blessing because you guys were able to get out before it got worse, you know, okay. so that, that 14 K hit could have been really the whole project. All right. So at the time, you don't look at it and then you're young and you don't know anything. But looking back, that was a blessing in disguise. God saved us. Like, yep. he, he saved us. You know, bro, the attorneys even took advantage of us in that deal. We was, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> young black guys, they ain't nobody trying to see us win. Right, you know right. I mean? Like, whoever could, you know what I mean, take advantage of us, they, they did. So, the um, you know, and I never said this one here, but let me say this, right? That the attorney contacted me years later. I'm living in Charlotte. He found me on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. I th this is your closing attorney. He said, yo, the, the FBI reached out to you? I said, no. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We need to end this phone call right now. <laughs> Why would the FBI reach out to him? He said, oh, yeah, they might, they investigating the guy who bought your house. La, la, la. I said, all right, ah. whatever. So, goes back to that realtor in the box. So, Shady was done. Yeah, yeah. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, my, I saw, I took a loss. Me and my man, well, I, I got screwed. So, I, right, I, I right. basically got screwed. And for those who were, were not around that time, around that time, there was a lot of shady stuff going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people defrauding banks and all this, yep. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, so, and, you know, people, I guess people thought they was going to get away with it, but that stuff caught up with the people who did that right, years later. Right, right, That's, And, yeah, they, and a lot of them did have to go to jail for, for doing that type of stuff, man. So, but, yeah, so always, you know, if you learn anything, man, just one thing for me, just always do things on the up and up. Yeah. You know, fortunately, I did things on the up and up, so you know I didn't have no run-ins with the law. You know what I mean? We're on the, the wrong side of the law. Let me say right, that. Right. Yeah, man. 
So that's, I mean, like you said, you took, y'all took that 14K loss, but y'all ain't end up getting locked up. You know, you ain't had no FBI investigation, you know, and you was able to dump that property and get out of it and start over in Charlotte. So now how did, how did you, so you, you did that property, took that loss. Now you making $10 an hour in the call center, man. What's up? What's up? Where, <laughs> what's going on? Man, I, I I was 24, 24, so 24, 25, man. So I was young, man. I was partying New City. I'm the man. I got I got big dreams in this, you know, Southern City. You know what I mean? So I was, yep. yeah. So I'm like, all right, look, I got a job. Houses is cheap. I bought a mm -hmm. rental property. I bought a rental property in 08. The rental property is $42,000. Okay, good. Um, Bank of America did it, did the loan. It was like, so it was three... Uh, my mortgage was three fifty. It rented out seven fifty. So I'm like, ah, that's good, whatever. So, um, so let me ask you this: So you bought that rental property before you own a primary residence, right? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. So a lot of people they had a misconception. They feel like, well, why would I go and invest and buy a rental property if I don't own a if I don't own my own home? You know, and I always tell people it's about the cash flow because that cash flow that you make from that rental will pay for that rental plus put money in your pocket. And that's exactly what you was doing. Correct. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I wish I would focus more on that strategy looking back because everybody, when I was newer, that focused on rentals, mm -hmm. they, a lot of guys retired. Yep. And they're my age. Same age. They retired. You know, that just stacked up rentals. Now, all right. So, oh, wait, I go buy the, the rental joint, whatever. I got one rental, right? So, for those who are listening, you don't really want to go to the big banks to get your mortgage loans. Those are not the people you want to deal with because they can change the terms at any time, which they did with me. And I read this in the book after. They can change the terms at any time of that, of your obligation, your contract, day before closing. They, because they came back like, yo, this is an area where a lot of investors are buying. So we don't feel comfortable at this down payment. You got to bring this. And even though they're advertising like a 2 or 3% or whatever type of down payment on the window, there's nothing you can do. We right, are right. a billion dollar corporation. What you're going to do. So it's either you go on something or, you know, we just going to slap you in the back of the head and you walk out. So with that being said, I, you know, went through all that, did it. You know what I'm saying? I think I ended up putting like 15, 20% down or whatever, but we talking about okay. $42,000 stuff. So right, right. We ain't not, not a, yeah, not a lot of money, but still it's 20%, yeah. 15%. There you go. So I, bro, so yeah, we, um, so, you know, it, it didn't need much work. I'm just a cleanup, rented it out and got the 750. What class, so, what class neighborhood? At the time, I say F, they fell. Now <laughs> probably like a, 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 a BC. You know okay, I mean? gotcha. So this, bro, I'm, just to let your, your your listeners know, man. This, I, if you wasn't around, I'm, I'm 38. If you was, I'm 38 years old. If you wasn't around, let's see, that was 11 years ago. There was a show that called Gangland. Okay, okay. This neighborhood was on Gangland in Charlotte, okay. <laughs> and you buying up in there. I, I'm from Jersey. When you in Jersey. When you in the hood, you know you in the hood. Yeah, yeah. Out here, you know what I mean? Out there at the time, you could be in the hood. And I didn't know because I'm seeing all these houses that look decent. You know what I mean? Jersey, you know what I mean? You right, know, right. Yeah. You, you know, know you in the hood. And that, that's, 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 that's kind of the way it was when I moved from Chicago 
here to Phoenix in Chicago because just quick story, somebody was like, nah, you don't want to be over there, you know, because that's the bad part of town. So me being, you know, from right. So I'm like, well, let me go over there and see what it's all about, you know, and I'm driving through and I'm like, man, this is nice. You know, ain't no, ain't no hookers on the corner. Ain't no, you know, guys on the corner, you know, serving and stuff like that. So I'm like, this is pretty decent, <laughs> you know, so gotcha. Same thing. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yo, ain't nobody, I don't see nobody serving this hot. You know what I mean? But the local, oh, you brought where? Oh, my God. So, mm -hmm. yep. it, it, yeah. Anyway, oh, wait. So, I did that, oh, wait. 2000, 2000, I, I, I moved up the ladder. I had another job making $12 an hour. This is when Wachovia was based here. Wells bought Wachovia because Wachovia went under with the mortgage stuff. With the crash, yep. The crash. So, they went under. So, Wells bought them. Yeah, because Wachovia... But those, I think it was countrywide loans. And so they had like 90% of their book of bad loans. So yeah, they didn't, they didn't survive. So mm -hmm. um, Wells, but I, right, what I did, I bought another rental property in 2009. Okay. okay. In another hood. I didn't know it was hood. I went around in the daytime. And if you don't know anything about real estate, man, try to, try to go to your property in daytime at night. You yep. know what I'm saying? So if you don't know about area and all that, before you buy it. So in the, day, in the day, it looks it, it looks totally different than at night. You know, things come out at night. So things come out at night, brother. So I I bro, this neighborhood, bro. Like every time I used to go there, I see another arrest in peace memorial for somebody. I back then, not now. Uh -huh. Gentrification happened. So they, you know, that yeah, just went out the window. But anyway, so bought another one oh nine. I tried to buy a third rental property. Now, I'm doing all this traditional job. Okay. You know what I'm saying? $12 an hour job. There you go. Buying rentals. Okay. Yes, the, the, the Charlotte was cheap at that time. Right. right fast forward, you ain't you ain't getting nothing in the 100K. You know what I'm saying? Like, Charlotte ain't cheap no more. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I took advantage of that, you know? So, try to get my third property. The loan office is like, yo, your debt to income is too high. We can't give you no third mm -hmm. property. So I'm thinking my real estate career is over. You know what I'm saying, right. bro? I'm thinking it's done. Like, I'm thinking, like, oh, it's, it's a wrap for me. Like, I can't do real estate no more. So um, reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Changed My Life, led me to the RIA, Real Estate Investment Association. Okay. Let me there. From leading me there, the Real Estate Investment Association, that's when I found out about wholesaling. It was like, what? Like, okay. No money. Wait, wait, no money, no credit. Wait, they, they, I ain't got no credit. I ain't really got no money. So I'm going to just do this wholesale thing. Bro. I can make $5,000. So, right. yeah. so before you get into the wholesaling, so I want people to understand, guys, whenever you listen to any guru, anybody, they always say start at your local RIA. What your RIA is is the Real Estate Investors Association. This is a place where all of the investors or the majority of the investors in that market, they come together and meet up. I'm a big proponent for the RIA. I mean, I work closely with our RIA here as RIA. And if you want to know about real estate investing, that's the place you need to go. Just like um, Nasser said, he went there, boom, it just opened up his eyes to where he can see how he can maneuver a little bit different, but still stay into the real estate industry. So you learned about wholesale in there. Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, you know, the speaker just talking about wholesaling houses and you can make $5,000. I'm like, what? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I was so sold on it, bro. So, because I, I I was, you know, what they call house rich, uh, cash poor. Yep. So, yeah, I was so sold on it, man. I used to use my vacation time at my the car center job so that I can go to the real estate meetings. Gotcha. Because okay. the books I was reading, I knew if I align myself with the correct people now, make the sacrifices now, it'll pay off later because the books you read and who you surround yourself with is what your future is going to be. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. So I just straight up put that in motion, bro. And I learned about wholesaling in 2010, did my first deal in 2011. I didn't make a bunch of money, but that's all I needed was proof of concept. I got fired from the last job. So wait, wait, talk, talk about that first wholesale deal, because, you know, we got some listeners on here that, that never done a transaction, kind of don't know what to do. What did you do? So you, you, you learned that from Naria and you started implementing what they were teaching you. What were some of the things that you actually put into place? Okay. What did I uh, do was basically I got uh, well, a mentor approached me and wanted to mentor me because he seen me around. I, I got a unique name. You know, my name mm-hmm. is Asa El Arabi. And then on top of that, I'm in the South. No, I, I like in New Jersey, like everybody has, you. Right. well, in North Jersey, a lot of people have unique names like mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, down here it's rare. So one day I'm calling Craigslist ads. You know, trying to make okay. a deal. And um, this dude picked up. He said, I said, what's your name? I said, Nasser. And I'm interested. He said, nah. he said, wait, he said, do you, have you ever been to this meeting over here? I said, I said yeah, I've been over He said, okay, I figured it couldn't be more than one Nasser in Charlotte. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, hey, look. I, he said, what, he's trying to hold. I said, yeah, I'm looking to hold. So he said, well, look, man, if you got to buy for this, this is what I can pay, et cetera, et cetera. Also, man, I do mentoring. Let's let's talk. I'm, I'm going to be at this meeting tomorrow. Put me on a whole nother meeting that I didn't even know about off the radar. Okay. Connections, those relationships starting to work for you. There you go. So he mentored me to get my first deal. Okay. Speaker, the person who had that meetup eventually became not only my mentor, but my partner. Wow. Okay. So, so man, the guy works in mysterious ways. It's so real. So basically what I did, I drove for dollars for eight months. It took me eight months to get my first deal closed. I just drove for so dollars. Say for that months. again. Say that again, now, sir. Say that again. I drove for dollars for eight months. It took me eight months to get my first deal. Okay, so we got we got some parallels there because a lot of people always ask, well, how long will it take for you to get your first deal? And I always tell people it all depends. You know, for me, it took me nine months, it took you eight months. Some people, you know, it magically happened. It, it may take them 30 days. Some people, they still trying to get their first deal. So guys listening, don't give up. Just continue to work through the process like Nasser did. And you will you will come along on that first deal. So go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, you good, bro. You good, bro. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all like this, bro. To all the listeners who've never done a transaction before, we talking about 2011. 2011, it was one active real estate podcast. One active. Mm-hmm. And that was Flip to Freedom, Sean Terry out of AZ. Yep, yep. So I had, when I'm driving for dollars, I had to listen to that one episode. That's all I had to listen to. And then that was that. Fast forward today, you have 200, 2,000, 2,000 real estate podcasts a day, you know, that you can listen to on any particular subject in real estate. 
It wasn't like that back then. True. YouTube, it was only a handful of real estate investors on there. Now it's, you know, 8 million, you know? Yeah, whole universe. Whole universe. (laughs) Meetup.com. Back when I was, I'm doing this, meetup.com, it was only a few active meetups because people were out the business, licking wounds and all that. Right, like, right. It was so it was only a few to fast forward any major city, you're going to see a hundred meetups. Mm-hmm. So you have to use those resources. I had less and I work with what I had because I lived in my reality of I hated my job. I did not like my job. There was no way I was going, you was going to look me in the eye and say, yo, at 24, 25, okay, well, you got 30 more years to go here. Right. I just wasn't, <laughs> nah, I just wasn't doing that. I wasn't content with that because I looked, which kept me going the way they treated me. But looking at people 5, 10, 20 years my senior in those positions yep. and saying like, okay, for, I got to wait eight years to get that promotion. I'm going to be you. Yeah, no, I ain't trying to do that. That's, that's not what I'm trying to do. And that's what I tell people. I say, man, look at your surroundings. If you look at your surroundings and you want a career, and just like you said, Nasser, 10 years ago or 10 years in the future, that's going to be you. Do you really want to be that person? And if you don't want to be that person, you better start shifting now and doing something different. I swear, start shifting now, doing something different now. But, bro, something different for me, I don't know about for you, Marcus, was I used to sleep with a book on the side of my bed before I could read a few, a chat, one chapter or a few pages every night. I okay. drowned yeah. myself in self help because I had to do something different. Because, like he said, the reality is just, okay, I'm going to look up. All right. You see that person right there? That's what you're going to be in 10 years. So is that, is that what you want? Yep. So, yeah, man. And I remember I was talking to the site director. And I used to, I, I posted internally like over 100 jobs. And she was like, yo, um, she sat me down one time. She said, no. And, and I went around, I, I, went, I went about it the wrong way. I was telling her, man, you know, I was young. So I didn't know how to play the corporate game at all. Right. Really care to learn. But I learned the hard way and I did it better at the next few jobs. But she said, now, all right, I'm looking at your applications. Let's say you apply for my department and you're all over the place. You're applying for HR. You're applying for money management. You're applying. I said, yo, I got the qualifications. I said, but she asked me, she said, how would you look at that? Man, this guy's ambitious. He really want to do something. So uh-huh. she was like, yo, you know what? I see that you're ambitious. And I can see in 10 years, you making $100,000 a year. So I thought, I'm thinking in my head, like, lady, I'm trying to make $100,000 a year now. Now, right. <laughs> talking about 10 years, uh-uh. Man, by, t- by 35, which was 10 years for me, I was my business, we was doing, uh, we was grossing seven fish. There you go. There man, you go. Come on, I'm a hundred thousand, man. Come on, bro. I'm trying to, like, yeah, trying to do yeah. that a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, what you talking about, lady? So, yeah, they, it, I, I, I learned. It was just we didn't understand each other, and you know, it was totally all due to my fault. You know, and I should have done some things better early on in life that I wouldn't have to get a job. You know, yep. but, you know, I didn't have the information, but, you know, just took, I took ownership and responsibility for it and just moved on with my life. I got fired in September of 2012 for my last job. I was making 38K a year and been doing this business uh, full-time ever since. 
Okay. So you, you did that first wholesale deal. It took you eight months to do it. I'm assuming, like you said, you did it with your, with your mentor. You found it driving for dollars, right? Correct. Yes. Found it driving for dollars. What did you do? You just said, Hey, mentor, here's what I found. He skipped, traced it. Kind of what was the process real quick? What was just a real quick process? Back then, skip tracing wasn't really a word like that. So, no, I, I did all the work. And okay. God, he just was telling me, like, all right, use this contract. All right, sign this. Go there. Go, you know, like, he was just giving me direction. Okay. So, um, he just giving me direction. And, all right, the way I found my buyer, right, things are a lot easier now. But the way I found my buyer, called, I had relationships from, remember that, Rhea? Right. I had relationships from people with people. And I, similar, you said you work closely with your Rhea. Mm -hmm. I went in with the mentality, well, how can I serve you guys? I used to volunteer. Yep. And when you volunteer, I was getting in the Saturday meetings for free. Mm -hmm. I, so I used to volunteer. So I had relationships with that. So call somebody up, email me a contract. Call this person up. They sent me the cash um, cash buyers list. Okay. That it, at, the root, at that time, only realtors can pull a cash buyer list. Here, you know, just the MLS cash buyers list. Now you got PropStream and all the other companies. Right, right. Okay. So I made a fly of the property, mailed, mailed it out and found my buyer. There you go. Simple process. I mean, it's, it's a lot simpler now, but still you had the grit and the hustle to say, all right, I'm infiltrating this system, you know, so I can make my connections. I gave of myself, I volunteered. And that's something that a lot of people don't want to do. They figure, nope, I'll just pay and try and get my, get my way through it by paying. You said, hey, you know what? I'm going to give of myself, be a service to others. And then you started building those connections. And then those connections help you get to where you are now. So now, Nasser, going forward, man, what I want to do is I want to take a brief break, hear a word from my sponsors. Then when we come back, I want to talk about what you're doing currently, how you're finding deals, everything like that. So let's take a brief break, hear a word from my sponsors, and we'll be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code We Love Equity. Okay, guys, we are here with Nasser, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a wholesaler, he's a real estate investor fix and flip, landlord, everything like that. And we're kind of just walking through his journey slowly but surely because we want you guys to understand that it's not an overnight process, but if you align yourself with the right people and take the right and the necessary actions, you'll be exactly in a position of success similar to where he is. So Nasser, got that first deal done. Let's fast track. Let's go a little bit forward. What are you doing right now in your business are you you guys still continuing the wholesale absolutely yeah we're, we're, we're wholesaling right now um easiest way to create cash man so 
Yeah, okay. man. We, we're definitely wholesaling, got some flips going on. I'm not doing any new construction right now. You know, I kind of want to wait to see what happens with wood. If okay. it's going to go back down, et cetera. So, yeah. Okay. So you're currently wholesaling in the, in the Charlotte market or are you in multiple markets at the time? Uh, Charlotte metro area. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wholesaling in Charlotte. And I know you got some, you got the right people around you there in Charlotte. Right now, for those that are getting started now, kind of what, what kind of marketing strategies are you? Oh yeah. Right now I'm doing texting and cold calling. That's what we focus on. Okay. Texting and cold calling. So you got some low barriers to entry right there, texting and cold calling, finding deals. Now, what do your, what do your team look like? Is it just you? Are you a solo Preneur, or you have have a team of VAs or or employees. Well, with my particular team, it is not just me. I have some local acquisition managers. We have about five VAs, you know. So it's definitely not just me. Okay, so you got some local acquisitions people, and you got about five VAs. Let me ask you this: How did you find your local guys that's on the ground? That way, you're not going out to houses and stuff like that. On Indeed.com. Okay. So simple, put an ad out there. Indeed, are they 100% commission or are you giving them some sort of a base? Nah, I learned that you got to give a base to get top talent. Okay. All right. So you're giving them a base. You're out there doing deals. You're doing some fix and flips. So with your cold callers, they're, they're all VAs offshore, onshore? Uh, offshore. Okay, all VAs offshore. And I'm just asking you this just so people can understand kind of what the process is like in order to really scale and, and build that team out. So what else What else is going on in your business, man, that you're excited about? I'm just trying to grow and elevate, man. You know, so um, and take it a day at a time. I launched an education business last year, which is doing pretty well. I'm going to expand on that. I want to, you know, get more into development so it's, okay. there's, there's multiple things that, you know, we're doing that I'm excited about. Good, 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 man. So right now, let's do this. Let's put you on a hot seat real quick. We're going to put Nasa on the hot seat, ask him a couple of questions here. Starting over, man, what would you do differently? Uh, starting over, what would I do different, man? I would have got a deal a lot faster if I would have had the confidence that I have today and better at comps and not thinking so small. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So real <laughs> quick, guys, your mindset, you got to have, you got to have the right mindset. So I don't know if you want to touch on that, Nasser. I can touch on it, but I, I'd rather hear, let them hear it from you. Yeah, man. Mindset is extremely, mindset is extremely important, man. It sounds cliche. You always hear it, but that's the most important thing with entrepreneurship, man. The average entrepreneur makes 66,000 a year. Some of you are probably listening and saying that, well, I make more than that at my job. All right. So you, you don't want to be average. So right. you can't approach this with no average mindset. There you so, go. You will have to stretch your mind and, you know, work on that. That's what I had to do. I had to get around people who thought bigger and et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that I always tell people is you have to invest in yourself. You got to look at education. And I'm not talking about college books and things like that, but you have to, in an, in an arena that you want to be in, since we're talking real estate, you have to be around people that's actually doing what you want to do. And you have to be confident enough to ask them the questions, 
You have to be confident enough to say, okay, this course, I want to take on creative financing costs $2,000. I need to invest in myself and pay for that course so I can learn what I don't know. And that's one of the struggles that a lot of people, not just people getting started, but some people that's further along the journey, sometimes they just don't want to invest in themselves. So guys, listen up, make sure you take that money and invest in yourself because it's going to take you a long way. I'm constantly, constantly investing in education. I have a workshop that I have to go to this weekend, you know, about mindset, getting prepped and, and ready for 2022 and beyond. I could be happy sitting still right where I'm at, but we want to always pro progress and go forward. So Nasser, what is one characteristic you believe that every successful or high-level achieving investor has to have? Determination. Okay. Grit. There you go. Determination and grit, guys. You gotta, you gotta push through because you're gonna have problems. We ain't gonna have problems. Yeah, we don't even problems. talk about all of the problems. We just talked about your one issue with your first deal. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure you had other issues, you know, throughout your, your 10-year career, but you're gonna have problems, guys, and you gotta know how to have that grit and gotta know how to push forward in order to get on the other side of that mountain. So what next, man? What what's a good book recommendation? I know you mentioned Rich Dad Poor Dad earlier, which is an awesome book. You got any other suggestions for us? Yeah, absolutely, man. My latest one, man. Um, if you're not a reader, you don't really read, man. And you're from an urban community, man. Fifty Cents Hustle Harder, Hustle yep. Smarter is a great, easy book, easy to listen to. Like it's it's one of those you don't want to put down. But another book that changed my life, man, was Stedman Graham, You Can Make It Happen. You Can Make It Happen by Stedman Graham. Where I was at in my life when I read that book, I used to blame all my problems on somebody else. Man, mm -hmm. it's Marcus' fault I'm in his call center. It, it's, man, it, it's Marcus' fault I ain't got no bins pulling up to the front of the club. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you know, just pointing fingers at everybody else, man, and not taking ownership, man. That book made me take ownership and responsibility in my life, man, and so I could move it forward, man. You will not move forward without taking ownership and responsibility of your life, man. There you go. Because, I mean, nobody else controls your life but you. So stop making excuses, guys. Stop blaming it on everybody else. Like Nasser said, you got to look at yourself and say, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to improve on myself in order to get me where I'm trying to go? And then again, who do I need to be around? Because actually, when you're around other people that's truly doing what you want to do, you'll reflect on them and you'll look back and you'll say, okay, yeah, I need to step my game up because I'm not doing everything that I need to do. So tell us, Nasser, real quick, man. I know you got a book. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your education platform, man, for those who may want to reach out to you and get, get some more information from you. Come on, fill us in. Okay, so I got a book uh, called Flip Houses Like Burgers 2.0. I got one on Amazon as well, but that's the old one. I got Flip Houses Like Burgers 2.0. You go to my Instagram link. I'm Real Estate Duru on all social media on YouTube, Real Estate Duru. I'm not a guru. I'm a duru because I actually do this business. Duru is uh, D-O-R-U. 
So you click the link in my bio, you will get the books and um, I'm sorry, you will get the, the, the book Flip Houses Like Burgers 2.0. If you want my first book, like I, I don't know if I can trust this guy, go to freenasbook.com. Freenasbook.com. Nas is N-A-S. Freenasbook.com. I'm going to give you my first ebook for free. It's on me. So that's yours to keep. And yeah, man, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. That's okay. uh, my most active platform. Okay. So Instagram at Real Estate Duru. Again, yes. that's uh, D-O-R-U. Guys, follow Nasser. I follow him. He's got some good content out there, constantly doing things. I noticed she was just in Africa, what, four or five months ago or something? Correct. Like that? Yeah, it was just in Africa, man. That was a, a, a great experience. Man, tell us, how did that happen, man? You over there, look at you. You international, bro. <laughs> 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 man, yeah, I, I've been wanting to go for years. It's been my bucket list for years, man. I just wanted to go, return back to the motherland. So, and okay. I was able to do check off some things on my uh, bucket list, which is go to the uh, the door of no return. For those listening, the door of no return is when the Africans went through and they went to the new country known as America and never to return back to their homeland again. And some never to America and they got thrown out in the ocean because they, you know, died or is too sickly on the way. And the mm -hmm. slave masters would, you know, just right. throw them in the ocean. Yep. Them. So with that being said, I just always wanted to go there and man, just to see what, you know, my ancestors been through, see what, you know, the homeland uh, has been through, man, to see, you know, I don't want to take. I don't, and you, you from Chicago, Mark, and even if you wasn't from Chicago, no matter where you're from, no matter what income class level, we all know somebody that's healthy mentally, physically, but won't do anything. I don't want to be one, I don't want to be one of those people. I want to always be grateful and take advantage of my opportunity because there was people here who didn't have nearly as much opportunity as me. And I don't want to be the guy to just let that go to waste. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's funny that you speak about opportunity. I have my flag because my father, he's from Central America. And that's one of the things that he always harped on me and my brothers because he came over here and he was like, man, is this so much opportunity? Is this so much opportunity? How come people are not taking advantage of all of this opportunity? So that's always in the back of my mind, man, is, you know, every day, it's a new opportunity. We're here in the States, we're in America. And even if you're, you know, in international waters, there's opportunity around you, but you got to be able to see it, understand it, and take advantage of that opportunity and get out there and do some things. Yes. And for all those who think, you know, we was in Africa, man, I was amazed, man. I just want to say this because I want to leave you, I want to make sure that your audience gets it. As of right now, Africa, and I did, there's no credit system. All right. Wow. There's no credit system. So, what that means is these people own their houses in cash. When you see those nice houses in Africa, you see those nice expensive cars, they get those in cash. Like mm -hmm. they, they bought those cash, right? So what does that mean? Well, that means that the investor bought, bought the house cash. So if you want to rent it, right, you have to pay your lease up front. So if you sign a one-year lease, you pay one year up front. Wow. You probably sign a two-year lease, two years up front, three, four. You pay that up front. Up front. Now, just think about how good y'all got it in America. Right, right. <laughs> That's that opportunity, man. Because it'll be a lot of homeless people. But like you said, people do 
what they need to do. So even in America, if that was the case, people would learn to save. People would learn uh, to do what they need to do in order to pay that that year's rent up front. But man, it's good that you had a chance to go over there and get that exposure because I know it opened up your eyes when you came back here to the States. Yeah, absolutely, man. Opened up my eyes, man. We're trying to do that. They're, they're, they're having an affordable housing crisis inside of Accra. Accra is inside of Ghana. Okay. Uh, and this is like, you know, it's a major city. And so they're having an affordable housing issue. So I'm hoping that, you know, I can bring some affordable housing to there. We was talking to some, some people who are very well connected and we're trying to, they we're trying to get this worked out. Whereas, you know, they give us the land and we build affordable houses so teachers can have a place to live. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's good. That's great. You know, international work, man, brother, I support you all the way. You let me know if, if you need anything on my end, you know, in order to support, to support the cause. So man, I really want to appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being here. I know the listeners got a wealth of information from you on today because I did, you know, it was great speaking with you. So in parting, man, give us some words of encouragement real quick. Real estate guru. Man, in parting, man, listen, tomorrow is not promised. Make it happen today, bro. Nobody makes, nobody makes it out of life alive. So if it's something you want to do, do it. There you go. Guys, take action. You hear the real estate guru. Again, he don't just talk about this business. He actually <laughs> do it. So get out there, do what he say, be a doer and not just a talker. So man, Nasser, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And we are signing off. Hey guys, that was Nasser, uh, the real estate guru. Again, he's all over the place on the web. Again, I met him a couple of times at some bigger pockets conferences and everything like that. So he is actually out doing deals. Again, that guru is not just a catchphrase or anything like that. He's actually out doing things. So if you're along the Eastern seaboard, if you're in Charlotte, reach out to him. You know, his Instagram is real estate guru, IG at real estate guru, reach out to him, support him because he's doing, doing some things out there along the Eastern seaboard. So what I want to share with you on today also is one thing he said, he said, get connected with your local RIA. So I want you and I implore you to find your RIA in your area and get connected with that group because there's tons of resources in each RIA. And it's not just the content and the education that they provide, but it's the people that you get a chance to network with and be around. So if you're looking for buyers, guess what? Buyers are at your RIA. If you're looking for sellers, guess what? Some of the sellers are at your RIA. If you need realtors, if you need hard money, if you need you know, private money, all of that stuff is at your RIA. So make sure you get out there, go and attend your RIA. A lot of them are very, very affordable. So that's just a quick plug for your local RIA. Again, thank you, Nasser, for being on the show. We really appreciate you. And guys, you know what to do. Get out there, take massive action and prepare and put yourself in a position to win. All right, signing off. Until next time, it's Marcus. You know where to go, MarcusEMaloney.com. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items, and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at Facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at 
mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.